Our scripture reading this morning is in John chapter 6. John chapter 6. We're going to begin reading at verse 26 and read through verse 51. John 6 verse 26. Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. Then said they unto him, What shall we do? that we might work the works of God. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then, that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me, And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. The Jews then murmured at him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God, he hath seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. 
Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. We read the Holy Scriptures that far this morning. We consider as our text what the Lord says in verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus had just performed an extraordinary miracle which increased his fame among the Jews and also throughout the ages of history when somehow he fed a crowd of thousands of people with just five loaves of bread and two fish. After that, Jesus had withdrawn himself from the crowd because he perceived that they wanted to take him by force and make him a king. Jesus withdrew himself from them and crossed back over the Sea of Galilee to the west and entered into the city of Capernaum. But the next day, the crowd of people whom he had fed followed him to Capernaum. And therefore, Jesus taught them in the synagogue. And the words which we read this morning in our scripture reading are the dialogue that took place between Jesus and those Jews in the synagogue of Capernaum that day after he fed them miraculously. That day in the synagogue, Jesus said to the Jews, Labor not for the meat that perisheth, He was referring to the bread that goes down into the belly and nourishes the body for a little while, but not forever. You see, he knew that the Jews were seeking precisely that kind of bread. The Jews had eaten the miraculous bread, and they had in their minds and in their hearts This idea, and they were cherishing this thought that Jesus could be a king who would supply them with an unending stream of bread for their bodies so that they would no longer have to have any anxiety about what they would eat or what they would drink. But Jesus said to them, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but seek the meat which endures unto everlasting life which the Son of Man will give unto you. When Jesus said that, the Jews responded to him, What is the work of God that we must do in order to have this bread? But Jesus said unto them, The work of God is this, 
to believe on him whom God has sent into the world. Believe in him. When Jesus said that, they responded by saying, What is the sign that you can give unto us that you are doing the work so that we can believe on you, just as Moses gave manna to the children of Israel in the wilderness? What sign do you perform so that we may believe in you? But Jesus responded to them by saying, Moses did not give you that bread from heaven, but my Father, and he gives you the true bread from heaven when he sends the Messiah to give life to the world. They liked the sound of that. They liked the sound of God giving them bread which would enable them to live forever here on this earth. The yearning of the human heart for life everlasting has been there throughout all time and it continues even to this day. But it is a yearning to have everlasting life in good health and good strength here on this earth. And so Jesus had to correct them and he said to them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So I call your attention to the bread of life this morning. And we consider, first of all, what Jesus claims about himself. Secondly, how one eats this bread. And finally, the promise of Jesus to those who eat. The Lord Jesus Christ makes an extraordinary claim in our text And we must not miss just how extraordinary that claim is. Jesus claims there in the synagogue of Capernaum, I am the bread of God, which came down from heaven to give life to the world. The Jews had mentioned the bread that came down from heaven that was called manna, In the wilderness, when God rained bread from heaven upon the children of Israel to feed them on their journey through the wilderness. But Jesus responded by saying, My Father gives the true bread from heaven, who comes down from heaven to give life to the world. When Jesus said that, he did not mean merely to say, that just as God had given manna to the children of Israel as a gracious gift, so also he had given Jesus as the Messiah to be a gracious gift. But what Jesus meant was, very literally, he had come down from heaven before he lived on earth. Jesus was claiming that before he was born, before he lived on this earth, he was in heaven He lived in heaven so that he came down from heaven to the earth. And the Jews recognized what he was claiming. Because we read that they murmured that day in the synagogue. They murmured and said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? 
Is not this man Jesus, who grew up in Nazareth, just down the road, who is the son of Joseph and Mary? Everyone knows that. Everyone knows he was born into this world just like everyone else. So how can it be that he claims that he came down from heaven, that before he was born, he was in heaven? They knew exactly what Jesus was claiming. It was an extraordinary claim. And indeed, if Jesus was a mere man, it was a blasphemous claim. And the Jews were thinking that he was guilty of blasphemy because they knew that what Jesus was claiming was that he is God. If he was claiming to have lived in heaven before he lived on earth, then what he was claiming was that he is the everlasting, the almighty, the living, and the only true God, come down from heaven into human nature. And therefore, Jesus was either a blasphemer or he was and is truly God, as he said. Jesus emphasizes in the text so that there is no mistake about what he is claiming about himself. In the original Greek language of the text, it is clear that what Jesus was claiming was precisely that he is Jehovah. The Greek construction in the original of the text lays all the emphasis upon those two words, I am, in the Greek Ego I me. Jesus is not just saying here, I'm the bread of life. Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life. I am is the bread of life. I who am the great I am, the great I am that I am, the God who said to Moses at the burning bush, Tell the children of Israel, This is my name, I am. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. When the people followed Jesus into Capernaum that day, they were following him because they cherished in their hearts the thought and the dream of a king who would be able to give them a steady, unending supply of bread. The kind of bread that is baked from flour flour that comes from the grains that are grown in the fields of the earth, the wheat and the barley and the rye and the rice. The kind of bread that tastes good when you lift it into your mouth and taste it on your tongue and chew it with your teeth. The kind of bread that you swallow down through your throat into your stomach and that satisfies your hunger, that nourishes your body for a time. They had followed Jesus to Capernaum in the hope and in the dream of making Jesus a king. If he is able to supply us with bread, we will never have to be anxious again about what we will eat or what we will drink. And now Jesus speaks about a bread that might be able to give us everlasting life. Some kind of wonder bread. Some kind of miraculous magical bread with 
some power to sustain our bodies and strengthen our, our muscles and our bones and our limbs so that we will be able to live and live and continue living in good health and good strength here on the earth in happiness. Oh, they said, Lord, evermore give us that bread. Give us that bread. They had their thoughts fastened on the physical, the earthly bread and earthly life. But Jesus responded to them, I am the bread of life. I am. I am that bread that you need. I am that bread that gives life. There is not a bread on earth that can give you the life that you need. I am that bread. There is not a wonder bread, a miraculous bread, that is able to give you the life everlasting because you are sinners. You are sinners in the hands of an angry God. You are sinners who have broken the commandments of God. And you deserve death. You don't deserve to live. You don't deserve even to live one day, much less unendingly here on this earth. What you deserve is death. And you're going to die after this life. And you're going to fall into the hands of the living God. You don't need bread made out of flour and the grains of the earth. You need me. I am the bread of life. I am the one that you need. I am the Savior. I am the Messiah. I am Jehovah God. Come down into the world, into your flesh. To bring salvation and life everlasting. To nourish your body and soul unto everlasting life. To give you the hope that after this life, when you die, I will come again. And on the last day, I will raise you up. Jesus is the bread that we need, beloved. Jesus is the bread that you need and that I need. The only bread that can give us everlasting life. Why? How? Because Jesus is God, come down from heaven into human flesh, and because Jesus is the only man among all men who is not worthy of death, who is worthy of life because of his own obedience and his own righteousness and his own goodness, He doesn't deserve to die. He deserves to live. He deserves to eat bread and to drink wine and to enjoy life and to celebrate for all eternity. But he willingly gave that all up. He willingly gave up his right to live, to eat and to drink and to celebrate and to enjoy the pleasures and the riches and the treasures of this world. The devil came to him in the wilderness when he was fasting for 40 days and the devil said, why don't you just use your power and change the stones into bread? Why don't you just use your divine power if you're the son of God and feed yourself and feed the multitudes and become a king and eat, drink, and be merry and live on this earth? But Jesus said, no. I didn't come into the world to do that, not to feed myself, 
not to please myself. I came to give myself. To give myself up. To lay my life down. Jesus is the bread of life because he gave his own body as bread to be broken on the cross for us. He gave his own precious blood to be poured out on the cross as a precious wine for our souls. And he rose from the dead, having suffered that horrible death that we deserved, to give us the life that we don't deserve. He rose from the dead, and now in heaven he possesses that everlasting life of which he speaks, and he is able to give it to us. And how do we receive it? Jesus says, I am the bread of life, he that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your bread of life? When you are hungry, you go to the pantry, you open the doors, and you look for something to eat. You take it out, you take a slice of bread, you spread something on it, and you eat it. When you're thirsty, you open the refrigerator, you find something cold and refreshing, you pour it into a glass, you take a drink. But Jesus says, you must eat me, and you must drink me. He says later in the chapter in verse 48 through 51, I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness, but they are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh which I will give for the life of the world. And they murmured, what, are we supposed to eat his flesh and blood? And Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Have you eaten him? Have you drunk His blood? And you say, well, what in the world does that mean? Yes, that's what they said too. Even the disciples. And so Jesus had to say to them, not this physical flesh and blood. That doesn't profit you. What then does it mean, Lord, to eat your flesh and drink your blood? He tells us in the text, He that cometh to me, and he that believeth on me, that's eating and drinking. Do you feel, beloved, in your soul the need for Jesus? Do you feel the need for him? Do you know yourself to be a sinner? a sinner who deserves to perish everlastingly? Do you know yourself as 
a person in this broken, cursed, dead, dying world who's going to die, who's going to be buried in the ground, who cannot save yourself from the grave and from hell? Do you feel in your soul a desperate need and a desperate hungering and thirsting for Christ? Jesus says, come to me then. Believe on me. That means don't go anywhere else. No one else can help you. Nothing else can help you. There's no miracle drug. There's no wonder bread for you. I am the bread of life. Come to me. I'm your bread. Eat me and drink me. That is, take hold of me. Embrace me with a true and living faith and put your trust in me and rest in me. Trust in me. Believe what I say when I say that I am the bread come down from heaven. Do you believe that? You believe the claim of Jesus, or do you think he's a blasphemer? There's no other option. Either he's a blasphemer, or he is truly God come down from heaven into our flesh. He says, believe in me. And then don't just believe my claim. Put your trust in me. In life and death. And then you've eaten and drunk. And then Jesus' promise is for you too. The promise is, He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. That's the promise of the gospel. Promise of salvation. Whosoever believeth in Christ crucified shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. That's the promise of the gospel. That promise is not for all. That promise is for those who come to him and those who believe in him. Those who do not come to him and believe in him, they will hunger and they will thirst unto everlasting destruction. But those who come to him and believe in him, that is, those whom the Father has given to Christ and those whom the Father draws to Christ by the irresistible grace of the Holy Spirit, will never hunger and never thirst. You go to your pantry and you take that piece of bread and you eat it. And you feel good. Satisfies your hunger for a moment, doesn't it? And you go and take that drink and it quenches your thirst for a moment. But you get hungry again. And again, and again, and again. And you get thirsty again and again. And that's going to keep happening throughout all the days of your life until you get to the end. And then the time is going to come when your body rejects the food and rejects the drink and you're not able to eat or drink anymore and you die. Jesus said to the Jews, don't forget that wonder manna that you're talking about. They're all dead. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they're all dead. But he who comes to me and believes in me shall never die. Shall never hunger or never thirst unto eternity. 
That is, those who hunger and thirst for Christ so that they come to him and take hold of him by faith and believe in him. They will never go hungry. They will never languish for thirst. Because Jesus says, I will raise him up at the last day. I will raise up his body from the ground and I will clothe him with immortality and eternal life on that great day of salvation. And I will lead him or her into the new heavens and the new earth. And there they will be satisfied. There you will be satisfied. There you will be filled. You will be filled for all eternity. Filled your soul. Satisfied. Never hungering and thirsting again. Satisfied in God with eternal joy and happiness, with life, life with God in the presence of the Savior. That's the gospel. That's the promise. Believe in Jesus Christ, and that promise is for you. Amen. Our Father, we give thee thanks for the precious promise and for the gift of thy Son to be a bread unto our souls. Father, we pray that this gospel would feed us this day, would strengthen our faith, fill us with hope and comfort and joy. And now we pray thou would use this sacrament too to confirm that grace in our hearts confirm that faith that we may go home today to tasting the beginning of that satisfaction that we hope to have 